Can you hear me now? Yeah. It's really raining over here. I'm trying to connect, so sorry for the network. to talk to you about the pillars of destiny I want to clearly look at Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11 pillars of destiny Gilbert, can you display that verse for me? Jeremiah chapter 29 verse 11. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, plans for welfare and not for evil, to give you a future and a hope. I'm reading from RSV. Let me read from KJV. It says, For I know the thought that I have that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you an expected end. 
I read the arrows, the RSV again. It says, For I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord. It is plans for welfare and not for evil to give you a future and a hope. You know, in these past days, I'm, I've been thinking about a particular question because it keeps popping up in my mind. I ask myself severally, and I ask myself, what is the most important thing in life? What is the most important thing? Am I actually doing the most important thing? Because a time is coming, you get to old age, and then you have to check your life and see how you have lived it. You see, once you discover you did not live for God and you lived for yourself and you did everything for yourself, then you begin to feel the pressure. You begin to feel the pressure. You know, if you feel the president of Ghana maybe he assigned you to something and then you failed him it's not so much of a big deal than for you to fail your creator and you are going to live with that failure for eternity for eternity for eternity the greatest gift that was given to us is her life the life that you have the life that you are living right now is the most important gift that was given to you now if I take you back through this verse again it says for I know so there is a knowing there is a plan therefore I know the plans so their plans listen to me carefully listen to me carefully i want to urge you he says for i know the plans so in god there are plans he says i have for you for i know the plans i have for you so whether you know or you don't know their plans God has for you and just imagine you begin to follow another plan maybe your dad wants you to be a doctor a lawyer so you have to go to school to be a lawyer you have to go to school to do everything that you have to do you are following the plan of a man and you may complete everything and then call yourself successful you may go to harvard the best university you see it doesn't mean yet you are in the plan of god 
is for I know the plans I have for you. So there is a plan. There is a plan that God has for you. There is a plan. It is plans. Plans for welfare and not for evil. So we must understand that these plans are very good. They are very good. They are very good. Just to give you a future. So ah, so there is a future that you have in God. You know, when you sit down and you think, you know, when you are not in God's plan, whatever plan that you may be, when you look into the future, you feel some kind of fear. Because you know, there's something missing from your life. There's something missing. See, I don't want to live my days ineffectively. I don't want to waste my life. That is my greatest fear. And I don't want to waste my time. That is my greatest fear. If I know that what I'm doing right now, he hasn't called me to do it, I would just give up. I would stop it immediately. Because it's not about the doing. No. It's not about the fame. No. It's about the obedience. It's about following his plan. Did you hear that? It's not about the doing. If it's all about the doing, then we'll be doing a lot of things. But it's about being obedient to that plan. So there is a plan for me. I want you to say it to yourself. God has a plan for me. God has a plan for me. And in his plan lies my future. God has a plan for me. And in his plan lies my future. A goodly one. Because he says his plans for me is a plan of welfare. You see, sometimes you need to stay with this word. You need to stay with it. You need to put it everywhere. So you remind yourself of it every day. God has a plan for me. If God has a plan for you, it means you have a great destiny. I don't know whether you saw that. If he has a plan for you, it means your destiny is great. Sometimes you need to ask yourself, all these questions 
over and over again. What am I doing with my life? Ah, it should shake you. It should move you. It should move the fibers of your heart. Oh, you have a great destiny. My brother, my sister, you have a great destiny. What is destiny? What is destiny? You see, destiny can be defined as the purpose or the end to which any person or thing is appointed. The purpose or end to which any person or thing is appointed. This is destiny. So the end or the purpose that God has for me is a great one. You see, when you know this, then you ask yourself another question. What must I do to secure this future that I have in God? What I do? You see, we live our days in fear and trembling with so much questions. If you're not asking yourself questions, if you are too comfortable, how, my friend, there's a problem. No. The Holy Ghost is not going to make you too comfortable. He will ask you a lot of questions. If the Lord is not talking to you, is not asking you questions, ah, there's a problem. If the Lord is silent, ah, you see, I, if I'm the owner of a company, I'm only going to associate myself with my workers. You see, my business would be with my workers. My conversations would be with my workers. Because there is a plan for the company that they must follow. So, if God has a plan for you, and if you are in that plan, He will be talking to you. So, listen carefully. One of the signs that you are far out of His will is when He is no longer talking to you. Ah. Not even in dreams, not even in visions, you don't hear him, not even through a prophet. He's not saying anything to you. What should you do to secure this future that God has mapped out for you?
I just sang in the spirit. You know, as I finished singing it, I was getting the interpretation. What I sang in the spirit was this Oh Lord, oh Lord, make your ways clear before our eyes. Make your ways clear. That was what I was singing in the spirit right now. Make your ways clear before our eyes ha vikima sunava leposa vakita porino sifandea alevisusa komande benevisa ahiso venasuva lebuku parikitisa mendeleva kovize Help us, O Lord. Help us, O Lord. Help us, O Lord. You see, as we learn to follow God every day, as we follow Him every day, one thing will be certain. He will be coming to you and he will be speaking to you by time. By time. You see, that shows you are in his will. He's going to be talking to you by time. That shows you are in his will. There's no confusion in my life. In the name of Jesus. You see, let me show you something quickly. When we look at the ministry of Moses in the book of Exodus, you will discover that every word he spoke was as commanded by God. No wonder he could not be arrested, assaulted, or even killed because he was bearing the message of the king of the universe. You see, as he bore the message of the church of all the earth, he had the full backing of the sender. Moses' message was raw, unappealing. It was not even diplomatic. Another person also was Ezekiel. You see, these people were sent in a time where the world doesn't know who God was. They were sent to declare a God that was not known. You know, the Bible said Jesus is the image of God. So listen to me. It means God was not known in the, in the Old Testament. If Jesus is the express image of God, he was not present in the Old Testament. It means God was not known. The way to the Father was not known. So people were serving God in ignorance. 
So when you read the book of Romans, Romans chapter 2, you will find out that it was saying that the days of ignorance God overlooked. But now the invisible God has been revealed to a generation. Since we know that there is a God, then we must understand that there is a God who has placed things in order. That things have to follow a certain pattern. So when you look at the moon, it comes out at night to reflect the light of the sun. You see the earth in its course. It doesn't change its course. It maintains its course. So every day we have day and night. Every time you plant a seed, you see the seed sprouting, growing out to become a tree or a plant. You see, these are following natural orders that have been set in motion by God. He has placed this in order. So, listen, in his kingdom, in his kingdom, there are things, purposes, plans that has been placed in order and they must be followed. Where everything in this world obeys the force of gravity. Everything must be aligned to his plan. So listen to me. If your life is not in his plan, you are living a wasted life. I'm not saying that to make you feel bad. I'm saying that to wake you up. You see, <laughs> what a lot of people are doing is that they are serving God from afar. Don't know the God that they are serving. <laughs> they are serving God from afar. They are praying, they are doing everything, but they are serving God from afar. There is no relationship with God from afar. <laughs> you see, that is a pointer. That is a pointer. That you are walking out of His plan. You don't have a relationship with Him. It's a big pointer. You want to do great and mighty things, but you don't want to do it with Him. Sometimes you need to pray and say, God, give me depth. 
give me death. Give me death. Give me death. You don't need to live your life like this. Look at the man Jonah. A plan was set out for him. A map was set out for him. And God said, Jonah, walk in this plan. Arise, go unto Nineveh, the great city, and preach unto it. The preaching that I bid thee. Jonah went to a different place. Somehow, he came back and this was his cry. After 40 days and nights, Nineveh shall be overthrown. <laughs> and it was recorded that the heart of everyone there was broken. It was broken. Even animals started fasting. Animals fasted. Human beings fasted. You see, when God saw how they repented, oh, God changed his mind of the evil that was supposed to come to them. You see, just because Jonah walked in the plan of God, a nation was saved. A nation, a whole nation was saved. You see, let me tell you, you can never know the effects or the impact of your life until you get to heaven. You would never know how important it is for you to be in the plans of God. Until you get to heaven. People do things for a lot of reasons. For a lot of reasons. So when you wake up every morning, it should be hitting your heart. There is a plan. There is a plan. Am I walking in it? You see, one of the most important verses of the Bible, one of the most important verses of the Bible is when the Bible said that Jesus Christ went, he went according as it was written of him. Went according as it was written of him.
Look at Matthew chapter 26. Matthew chapter 26, verse 24. Matthew 26, verse 24. Matthew 26, verse 24. It says, The Son of Man, the Son of Man, goeth as it is written of him what does that mean the uh, the son of man goeth as it is written of him hi hi so in the plan of god in the written will of God, somebody was going to betray Jesus. It was in the plan of God. <laughs> you see, in the plan of God does not necessarily mean joyful days. It doesn't necessarily mean everything will be so sweet. You see, in the plan of God was the death of the Christ. In the plan of God was the death of the Christ. Not a nice thing, not a beautiful thing. Not a nice thing. You see, in the plan of God was that the Christ would be put to shame on the cross because the cross is a place of defeat, the cross is a place of shame. That was in the plan of God. But somehow, it is to reveal a glory. No matter how hard and difficult the plan may seem, is to bring forth a glory. So, you cannot understand how important your life is. until you begin to see the impact you see but what if what if you are not working in it thank you jesus when jesus sent out the 12 disciples in Luke chapter 9 he also clearly defined their message and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick again you see when we look at the effect of that just imagine wait I'm coming just imagine um Peter he called Peter he said Peter come and Peter said oh Lord I have to take care of my father's sheep I have to take care of my father's business. And Peter did not go. He called Luke. And Luke said, Oh, I'm a physician. I have to do this. I have to do that. I don't have time. Just imagine. He called these sons and then they refused. They refused to walk in his plan. 
would have gone out to heal their sick, to preach the gospel. Look, let me quickly take you to the pillars of destiny. So I said this message is titled The Pillars of Destiny. So listen to me. In following God's plan for your life and destiny, these or there are pillars of destiny. What are pillars? Pillars are like foundations, and foundations are very vital to any building. These are things that hold up the building. Other weights of the building rest upon them. So, when you look at Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1, Proverbs chapter 9, verse 1. Proverbs. Proverbs. Chapter 9, verse 1. It says, Wisdom had Builded her house, she had hewn out her seven pillars. Wisdom had builded her house, she had hewn out her seven pillars. <laughs> These pillars are foundations for house to be built. There must need be foundations so for destiny to be fulfilled there must be pillars that holds the destiny you see these pillars of destiny are what if diligently adhered to if we would diligently listen to them you see, it would definitely cause your life to achieve God's great and glorious plan and purpose for your life. They are the things upon which our Christian faith is built. Yeah, if there's anything like good Christians, they will help us to become good Christians. They are pillars of destiny. <laughs> we are going to look at 12 of them. You see, this is not a kind of topic for unserious people. <laughs> This is a topic for people who want to start moving in the plan of God. This is not a topic for people who are just looking for their own selfish gain. These are people who are die-hard followers of God. 
These are people who want to dedicate their life for God. Ah, you see, one of my prayers is that may God give me friends, men, people who truly love Him. Because if we can find people who truly love the Lord, then the work will be much more easier. If you can get a spouse who truly love the Lord, oh, more problems will be averted. I'm telling you, if you are an employer and you can get this kind of people who truly love the Lord, much of your problems will be eased. The reason why we are going to walk in His plan, the reason why we are going to fulfill our destiny is because we love Him. I'm not trying to prove a point to anybody. I'm just trying to do things to make him happy. I'm not seeking fame, looking for fame. No way. I just want to do things that will make him happy. Things that are in his plans. What is greater? than bringing joy to the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. What a great joy at the end of your life. And then you sit down and you check and you saw that you really lived your life for Him. Wow. On your deathbed, there's no way you can feel any pain. There's no way you can feel any fear. If you waste your life, you know, as you are dying, you are going to stand before Him. And what are you going to say? He will say, I gave you life. I gave you opportunities. I gave you relationships. I brought people your way, yet you refuse to walk in my plan for your life. How are you going to live if there's anything like that? How are you going to live every day in eternity knowing that you failed God? burden is too much to bear. You know, people, when they are sent to hell, they will go to hell praising God. They will thank God. Not because they are in hell. No. Not because they are in hell. But because He is a good God. He is a good God. His judgment 
others. Let me challenge you. Let me challenge you. Let me challenge you tonight. Make up your mind to fulfill your destiny no matter what. Make up your mind to follow the plan of God no matter what. As we begin to navigate through this pillars, you begin to see living for God is a lifestyle. That is why we have to come again tomorrow and continue. We pray, we study the word of God. We pray, we study the word of God. We pray, we study, we do it continuously. As we do this every day, we are moving closer, closer, closer to him. Moving closer to his purposes. Ah, open my eyes that I may know your ways more. Vinosa. So, there are 12 pillars that I'm going to be showing you. There are 12 pillars. And as we begin to align our lives to these pillars, your life will begin to see a change. Your life will begin to turn around. Not, I don't mean when people are saying turn around like in turn around. I'm talking about turning around in the will of God, in the plan of God. Not, I don't mean any kind of um, wasteful thing or something. It was Saparavenes Tegisa. Ah. What should be the cry of your heart? So today I just want to whet your appetite. I just want to um introduce you and then by the grace of God tomorrow we launch into the first point the pillars of destiny I assure you by the time we are done you will see the plan of God for your life direction will come to you easily hi glorious days ahead your life is glorious in the name of Jesus. Your life is so wonderful in the name of Jesus. Ha. If you think you have been defeated, let me tell you, if you think you have wasted time, then there is hope. You see, for you to even think that way, is grace for you to know that you are out of God's plan is so much grace to you is an opportunity to begin to journey back <laughs> it's an opportunity to begin to charge yourself again <laughs> if you don't see 
that you are not in his plan if you can't even say that then you are in a greater deception I will fulfill God's glorious plan and arrive at his destiny for my life. It's not yet over. It's not yet over. As long as you still have breath, it's not yet over. Amen. As long as you can still hear me, there's hope. There's hope. There's hope. There's hope. But now you ought to run with the vision. You ought to run with the plan. You ought to run. Kuvesana Palaki Stavande Nafusikai. Oh, Levina Suparikisivi. Oh, Lord. At the end of these teachings, I want to see men who go after your plan. At the end of this teaching, Lord, I want to see men raised up strong and built for you. At the end of this teaching, I want to see myself more aware and more conscious of your plan. At the end of this teaching, let your ways be made manifest before us. Let there not be a weakling anymore. Let there not be a weakling anymore. Face Sunavanahe Previso Kabandele. You may be fifty-two. Yes, you hope. What did I say? You may be 52. There is still hope. There is still hope. There is still hope. There is still hope. I hope I live by no safe again. Believe it, get a bit of I want us to just pray. I just want us to pray a little bit for the next one to two minutes. I just want you to talk to the Lord. Release your word into my life. Cause your word to transform me. Let this teaching transform my life. Let me never remain the same again. Let me begin to walk in a newness that I've never walked before. Cost me. Cost me. You know, I was in a certain meeting and the preacher said, How many of you here want to give your life to Jesus? And I saw a lot of people raising up their hands. 
a lot of people raising up their hands. So I was wondering because they already they already said they were Christians. You see, these people were already Christians. And almost all of them raised up their hands again. And I was wondering, is it that they don't know that they have already been saved? You see, a lot of people, they want to be born again, again. And this is because there is no precise knowledge of what being born again is. So, someone who is saved wants to be saved again. This is not a call to be saved again. You are already saved. This is a call to open your eyes to adventures in God, to a journey in God. You find your strength again. You find your ways again. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for joining me today. I'll be rounding up here. By the grace of God, tomorrow, immediately it is 12, we'll be meeting here. We'll be meeting here to start praying from 12 to 1. By 1, I'm going to start with the teaching. Please try to make yourself available. Try to join in the prayer and also in the teaching. God bless you. God strengthen you all. He causes face to shine upon you. May He make His ways clear before you. You will not walk in deception. In the name of Jesus. You will not be deceived. In the name of Jesus. Your eyes would constantly be open to His plans. To His purpose. And to His pursuits. In the name of Jesus. God bless you all. See you tomorrow. This is your word that you've been waiting for all night. Darwin, where are you? How many know that God is able to do exceedingly? Abundantly above. You can ask something according to the power that worketh in us. Hallelujah. How many believe it tonight? Somebody turn to your neighbor and tell your neighbor, he's able. Tell somebody else, he's able. Y'all ready? Exceedingly. I 
Oh, my God. 